Welcome, everyone, to Kids A to Z with Dr. T. I'm your host, Teresa Signorelli, and we are bringing you information about the five areas of child development. And by that, we mean physical, intellectual, social, emotional, emotional, and moral, so parents can empower their children to thrive. Well, today we have a Brains in Toyland segment, and it regards using sign language and music to help jumpstart language and communication with your children. Um, and supporting acquisition of speech and really bonding with your child. And we have Laura Heller, who's our guest, and she is the founding director of Baby Fingers, and she is a board-certified music therapist and licensed creative art therapist. She also has a master's in science in special education and deaf education, um, and she's a mom with two teen boys. And she has worked extensively with babies and children of all ages Uh, through music and theater, both developing, well, that is to say, both children who are typically developing and children who have special needs. And she first developed an interest in Learn Sign when she was in summer camp as a counselor because she wanted to be able to better communicate with a, a camper of hers who was deaf. And in addition to her baby fingers and her pies, she also works as a music um, therapist where she provides services privately and she works as a special projects coordinator and adjunct professor for music therapy at Malloy College. And um, Laura has also authored a number of books on sign language for children and has even co-authored a chapter in a textbook about music therapy uh, with the dying and bereaved. And um, she's also well-published in various music therapy and parenting journals. So that is our guest, Laura Heller. Uh, Welcome, Laura. Are you there? I'm here. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, sure. And before we get into our topic, can you maybe explain briefly who you are and what you do, um, just quickly, and maybe what a music therapist does and and, um, um, and uh, a little bit about signing? Absolutely. So as you said, I'm Laura Heller. I'm a music therapist. I'm a special educator, and I'm a mom in New York City. And in my work in music therapy, I use music to mediate uh, de- child development in areas of speech, social-emotional development, um, motor skills, socialization, communication. And in my interest in using music to mediate, in particular, early language development with young children, I discovered my love for sign language as it relates to and, and connects with music. And I developed Baby Fingers 15 years ago really based on my master's thesis, based on the research that I found that indicated the benefits of music and sign language in tandem in early childhood language development. And then my children started signing at six months old. So it was just a very exciting process for me. And at Malloy College, where I teach in the music therapy program, I was asked to create a singing and signing class for college students, music therapy students, speech therapy students, and early education to learn how to incorporate this into their clinical work. Uh, I try to stay active in the New York City deaf community as well. That's great. You know what? We have a bunch of talking points that we mentioned we would go through. There's one I realize I forgot. I'm going to ask the question now, and we could, we could table the answer to later because you haven't had a chance to think about it. But I always like to ask my guests, what do they wish parents knew but don't, or even other professionals? 
about um, your area of expertise. So I don't know if you want to take that off the bat or wait till a little later, but that's a question I'd have to address. What do you as a professional wish other people knew about signing and music with babies? Well, one thing I can say right away is that I wish parents realized off the bat that it's it's a true language and it's not something that will hinder speech development but rather will support it and that any prelingual child hearing deaf, typically developing or with special needs, can benefit from having language in the environment and accessible prior to speech development, which comes much later. Right, and by prelingual, we mean a, a child who's just not talking yet. And so I should probably toss in, too, I'm a speech-language pathologist. And, uh, yes, you always want to be talking with your child. But any way you can communicate with them and engage them is really wonderful. And um, I'm, my area of expertise is actually bilingualism. And there's so many cognitive and intellectual benefits to being bilingual. And like you said, sign language is a legitimate true language. And I, um, I'd, I'd love to say that. Um, there'd be benefits there too because you're really becoming bilingual in sign and um, in sign in um, your spoken language. So that maybe leads us into that first talking point. Um, We had mentioned maybe talking about baby fingers teaching American sign language and maybe any philosophies behind um, what motivates what you do there. Maybe we can start there. Sure. So we do teach signs from American Sign Language. We bring in the grammatical aspect when it's appropriate for the clients that we're working with. But it's our philosophy is to provide access to language through an actual language. So we teach American Sign Language, which is the language in the deaf community. And uh, there's a philosophy that promotes the use of homemade signs and gestures. Some of those are, are helpful in terms of Uh, the ease with which a child can use them, although babies and toddlers will take in the American Sign Language and produce it in approximations the way they do with speech until they're able to produce it more precisely. So once in a while there's a word that in English that doesn't have a sign and has to be fingerspelled in ASL, very helpful to with a very young child to have a a gesture for it instead. But for the most part, using the actual language, the actual signs from American Sign Language, promotes later second language learning, sets the foundation for for later second language learning and bilingualism, and in itself provides a second language and access to another culture. Right, right, because language and culture really are inextricably linked. You cannot separate language from culture. So that's another benefit, I think, of uh, looking at and using American Sign Language is that you're learning about that culture, too. I agree. So what about what about the best age to start? Can you talk a little bit there? So honestly, there's no right or wrong time. I always say that the younger you start signing with your child, the younger your child is likely to start communicating back to you. For the most part, though, children have the cognition and the motor skills necessary for the signs between 8 to 10 months. I mentioned my own children started signing closer to 6 months. Some will start signing closer to 12 months. Uh, But typically they have what they need between 8 to 10 months. So exposure to it prior to that time is helpful so that it's familiar and more natural. Right, so... 
a, a parent might be talking to them and using the signs while they're using the spoken English before the child's able to actually make the signs back. Exactly. I I I feel that it's very important to speak and sign at the same time so that we can help our child develop both spoken language and the sign language so that once their oral motor mechanism is ready to produce the words, they have it. They've already heard it. They know what it sounds like and they know the words that go with the signs that they're that they're seeing and possibly producing. Right. What about some initial signs to start off with? Are there any signs you'd recommend parents to select first? I definitely recommend the sign for milk, the sign for change. (laughs) Uh, Those are the things that baby needs right away. So you're, you're feeding your baby and you're changing your baby consistently throughout the day, and those are two signs that are easy to sign all day. They may not be your baby's first signs, though. Sometimes baby will sign milk first because it's not a hard sign to do and because it's something that they need. Other times they know you're going to give them milk whether they ask for it or not, and they'd rather sign something like the airplane they see in the sky or the dog that they see down the block. And so uh, they may start signing a little bit later once they can sign one of those things. But to start exposing your baby to milk, change, more, Mom and Dad, uh, I love you. That's also a nice one to start with. That is a nice one. <laughs> and so let's let's talk about the the role of music in your program. Great. So as a music therapist, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay, you know maybe there are songs that help promote vocabulary, and so you you just you just tell us what you think. <laughs> Great. So as As a music therapist, I use music to mediate all sorts of uh, goal areas and and development. So specifically in Baby Fingers, the music is a a memory aid for for the adults as well as for the children in the program. It engages the babies and the young children to help maintain their eye contact, which is really essential for communication in general and for sign language more specifically. So we choose songs, pre-composed and create original songs that focus on some of the key vocabulary. So I mentioned uh, the sign for milk, for example. So we teach a song about eating and drinking so that we can focus on the vocabulary for milk and other foods that the young baby might be eating. For uh, the signs for mom and dad, we focus on songs that incorporate signs for people in our family. So it's a combination of music as a a memory aid, a source of uh, vocabulary development, and then also the uh, engagement and to help increase eye contact and maintain focus. Right, which is all really important. And how about movements and using toys and instruments through the process? How 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 are those helpful? So children learn through movement. Piaget has told us that. Montessori has told us that, among others, that the key to learning is is really in in, inspired by and and improved by actual movement. So the more children are moving as they're learning 
the more concrete that learning becomes. And music just naturally promotes movement. It promotes dancing to music, drumming to music, shaking to music. So we incorporate toys and instruments and musical play, depending on the age group, but to, especially with our, our more mobile uh, babies and toddlers, to really help uh, enhance that learning process. So beating on a drum and learning stop and go. Uh, shaking a, an egg shaker and learning up and down, or shaking a fruit shaker and learning the words and the signs for those fruits or vegetables that are that are the actual shakers that the baby's shaking. Also clapping to music, because if a baby can meet his or her hands at midline, then certain signs can be produced. We know that once a baby can clap, the baby can sign more, as an example. So that movement is really key. The sign right. language itself is actually movement to music as well. So as we're signing songs, that movement is solidifying the vocabulary and the language development too. Great. What We had mentioned a little bit um, about bilingualism earlier. Let's talk about sign language and bilingual children. Is there, um, what, is, what does the field say about that? So... American Sign Language is really beneficial in second language learning, and we have a lot of bilingual families living in New York City, and so a lot that come into our program. And both the research and in our experience, we have found that when the parents, even if they're speaking different languages, are using the same signs that they learn in class, the baby has a stronger understanding of the two different languages and is able to make more sense of them. So, again, the sign for milk. If the baby always hears mom and dad say leche, but teacher and friends and other people say milk and they see the same sign, or let's say mom always speaks English and dad always speaks Spanish, baby hears the Spanish word for milk, the English word for milk, but sees mom and dad both signing the same sign, it bridges the gap. It makes those two very different sounding words more concrete, more similar. It demonstrates to baby with that same sign that those two different words mean the same thing. So baby then learns that he or she can sign milk to both mom and dad, that they'll both understand that. And then when they sign the same sign back, regardless of which language they're speaking, the baby then understands that it's connected with that same that same sign, it means the same thing, it means baby will get milk. So he'll learn yeah. later also when he's talking to say it in Spanish to the one parent and in English to the other, but knows immediately that he can sign and they both understand it. So baby yeah, will, will start to develop both languages at a more uh, even and and less, uh, at a more even rate with less frustration and confusion. Yeah, I know in the adult literature, the more languages you know, the more languages you can learn. Um, yeah. And as a bilingual clinician, um, I, I, being by, in, in this case, the child would be could be becoming trilingual because they'd have their two spoken languages and the American Sign Language. I think it should almost be compulsory for children uh, <laughs> where everyone's raised to speak two languages because of, everyone knows the social benefits, but the intellectual benefits are truly amazing. I and, agree. Um, yeah, and we can save all that talk for another time. But um, 
but that's that's a good tidbit to know, and we can we can follow up with that maybe on another show, and, and families can go look that up. But I I always encourage families as early as possible to start a second language, um, and it's and sometimes a third, and a lot of times family situations call for multiple languages. Children will not get confused. It will not slow down their uh, development. It, it benefits them. It's really truly wonderful. Um, I agree. So let's, let's talk about, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's maybe talk about your wonderful program of baby fingers. Maybe a little more specifically about what you offer. Uh, what can sure. you What can you tell us? Well, the our signature classes are really music mediated sign language instruction. So it's a typical kind of mommy and me format, though it's often caregiver, grandparent, daddy, in addition to moms, who come to our class with babies and toddlers, a range of ages. And the program was really designed to help improve communication and bonding among family members between parent and child and to jumpstart language development. Babies really understand so much of what's going on in the environment around them, their receptive language comes first. They hear, they take it in, they understand, but they don't have a way of communicating their needs specifically and clearly. They can manipulate their hands much earlier than they can speak, and so sign language and gestures are much more natural for them. And then it provides a means for that self-expression and that communication through an actual language. So we have... Our, our special hello song and goodbye song to help us open and close every class. And we offer new vocabulary each week that will solidify or uh, enhance a young baby's and toddler's typical daily routine and typical uh, speech and language development. So we start with need-based signs and we gradually move to interest-based signs, and we incorporate more or less movement to music and uh, actual play during that, depending on the age and the developmental level of the children with whom we're working. So we work with children who are developmentally typical as well as those with delays. We work with hearing families and deaf families. I design the curriculum, again, based on my master's thesis and other experiences that I've had. I designed our teaching method as well so that the signs really are taught through songs and musical play. So we also offer music therapy, music lessons, sign language for preschoolers. We provide enrichment programs for preschoolers to help with literacy attainment, to help with emotional self-expression and overall language development expanding vocabulary, and we provide professional development for educators and therapists and workshop for parents and families. So we have products for home study materials and online materials so that people who either can't get to a class or need help studying in between from week to week can do that at their own pace as well. That's great. That's great. And so what I have on the website for the show today, I have the link to your website. So if people are interested, they can click there and get to you that way. And what I'd like to now do is as we start to wind up the show, we love to ask our guests for their five fantastic facts for families. And that's essentially your favorite advice to give to families. So 
what can you tell us? So one is to sing and sign together. Music helps with memory, helps maintain attention, and signs provide a means through which self-expression and language and communication can develop. So if you find yourself aching to sing with your baby, do it. And if you don't, do it anyway. If you don't find the need, just do it anyway. And add in some signs. If you don't know signs yet, then sing action songs to start with some movement to the music. The second I would say is read books together. And sign language helps with literacy attainment and growth in vocabulary. So whatever signs you do know, sign those key words while you're reading books. I loved it when my own children as toddlers took books off the low shelves and sort of read out loud to themselves by signing the things that they saw on the page. So that's a very exciting process. Third, I'd say play freeze dance. So when music is playing, sign dance or while you're singing. And when the music stops, sign stop. So it allows your baby to listen for sound and to listen for silence, which is really essential in speech and language development and communication and conversation and turn-taking. So sign dance and stop or start and stop or stop and go, things like that, to play a little freeze dance and incorporate the the sign language for, again, that listening for sound and silence. It will help develop coordination and spatial reasoning skills as well. Right, right. I'd say for the next one, while you're out and about in the park or taking a walk, sign the things that you see. So signing things around the neighborhood can help your child create labels for those favorite things and those familiar places. And it requires eye contact. It requires face-to-face. So that walk through the park or in your neighborhood will become that much more meaningful because you need to look at each other to demonstrate the signs. So it provides that time for bonding as well as that time for providing labels and vocabulary development. And last, I'd say blow bubbles. Blowing bubbles, as I'm sure you, Dr. T, can talk more about in terms of oral motor development, but blowing bubbles can help in so many ways for speech and language development. But also it's fun. And you can see if you're signing, if you are blowing bubbles, see how many words you can think of that start with the letter B, like B for bubbles, and see what signs you can sign for those words that start with the letter B. Or maybe count how many bubbles there are and see how many words you can sign before all the bubbles pop or something like that. So you're developing fun game, vocabulary, and some oral motor strength at the same time, all of which will help with the speech and language. Yeah, the the best thing with, in terms of oral motor and the blowing bubbles, what's really going to help a child with oral motor is practicing actual speech. And so I love the idea of using bubbles to motivate a child, and I love the connecting the buh, that be the butt and bubbles to be words. Um, but it's the practicing speech and the motivation uh, from bubbles that are really um, good in promoting uh, children to generate speech. And um, and as children just love bubbles. It, it is, as we said, a really wonderful motivator, and you can take turns with them. And I love the idea of if you blow four bubbles, let's think of um, you know, four signs we're going to do, we'll, or maybe we'll sign four things that we can see in the room right now or in the park. But, yeah, they're, they're a wonderful vehicle for many things. 
definitely. And again, we recommend modeling the the spoken word at the same time that it's signed to help the baby make those connections and also have the opportunity for speech practice as well. Yep. Yep. Well, that's really, um, really great, um, great suggestions, great advice, great information about language and communication and the benefits of music, music therapy or using music and using signs. And so I want to thank our guest, Laura Heller, music therapist and Baby Baby Fingers founder, for lending us her time and her expertise. I want to remind the audience that we have the links to her website on the the show site uh, or the station site for the show today. And you can click there to find out more information about her and the services that she provides for families. I'd like to thank our guests for tuning in. And as always, we invite everyone to write to us with questions or comments and, or suggestions. And you can email us at info at kidsa-to-z.com. That's info at kidsa-to-z.com. We also encourage you to follow us on the Blog Talk Radio page and especially our Facebook page where we post lots of information about the shows we're doing plus other what we think is important information for parents to know. And uh, again, um, I'm your host, Teresa Signorelli. Thanks for tuning in. That's it. And we hope you guys have a great day. Bye.